We know there are times where you're just too busy to sort through the mass of information that comes your way. So to make it easier for you to stay informed, subscribe to The Morning Agenda, WITF's news podcast, where the only agenda is you. Funding for The Spark is provided by Capital Blue Cross, focused on creating a healthier future for our communities through innovations like its Capital Blue Cross Connect Health and Wellness Centers, which provide in-person services and inspire healthy living. Learn more at CapitalBlueCross.com. The Spark is also supported by UPMC. Choose UPMC for your family's health care needs close to home. Visit UPMC.com slash Central PA for a complete list of services and locations. Sigma Gamma Rho Sorority Incorporated was founded on November 12, 1922 at Butler University in Indianapolis, Indiana. The sorority was founded by seven young educators, and it's from, and from those seven young educators, it became a part of the Divine Nine, which is the nickname of the groups of historically black Greek letter organizations called the NPHC or the National Panhelic Council. And on Saturday, March 9th, the Kappa Omicron Sigma chapter of Sigma Gamma Rho, along with the new Phi Sigma chapter of Sigma Gamma Rho, will be having a youth symposium at Susquehanna Township High School which is part of Sigma Gamma Road's National Signature Program, Project Reassurance. And today with us, we have on the spark Dr. Venus Ricks and Cashel Long to discuss this. Ladies, thank you for joining us on the spark today. Thank you for having us. Yes. Thank you. Good afternoon. And yeah. I always laugh at how you call me Dr. Rick. <laughs> I'm like, that's going to be my, my pen name. <laughs> well, you, you know, have to have to show respect, you, you know. So um, so can you uh, uh, tell us um, a little bit more about Sigma Gamma Rho Sorority Incorporated? Um, can you tell us about its its core values and why you decided to join? Yes. Well, do you want me to start? Absolutely. Go ahead. Okay. So I want, not that I want to say, but right, sisterhood scholarship service, Mm -hmm. right? So how do we um, fortify sisterhood? How do we do scholarship, whether that's academically, provide scholarship for folks who want to advance and or, you know, do further further their education and then service, similar to what we are doing on March 9th with our youth symposium. So why I joined was really um, those reasons, sisterhood scholarship service. It's it's. It makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, And particularly not that I joined in this moment, but I believe that um, the sisterhood and the organization in this life moment, particularly for black Americans and black women, it's an important um, collective. It's an Mm -hmm. important solidarity space. Um, And to not just be with one another, but actually take our our motto and our tenets out to those um, in the community as well to bring love, joy, peace, sisterhood, scholarship and service. I am going to piggyback off what Miss Rick said, and I will also like to add Sigma Gamma Rho's values. They align very closely with mine, so it allowed me to bring to fruition things that I hold very near and dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. So allowing me to pay it forward, give it back, reaching back, and securing the legacy of what is to come is a big, big thing for me and why I adore my organization. Now, um, at the beginning, um, I said that uh, it was founded by uh, seven young educators. Now, what's the significance of, of being founded by educators versus being founded by business majors? Ooh, that's a very interesting question. So for me, 
<laughs> my ed- my founders, which were educators, they wanted to embody something that would not only leave a mark on the members, mm-hmm. but those that are affiliated with the organization. Mm. And not only that affiliation, but those that are impacted or influenced by our organization. Yeah. And our educators, they designed a system and a workflow where that was possible, mm. especially in a time of adversity. You know, that as we're all aware, 1922, it wasn't as if they could just follow through the flowers. Uh, you know, right, so the yeah. work and the foundational pieces that they laid it was for now. Mm-hmm. I would I would add to that uh, education, right? It's freedom. It frees the mind. Mm. And particularly in 1922 and today, right, we've evolved to an experience that it may not look the same as in 1922, but there are some of the some similarities in some ways that generationally we are still experiencing. Um, and adding education and having educators be in a position to give those who might not have access Mm. um, to also expand what education looks like for folks, right? Mm -hmm. Um, We have, uh, who are are one of our auxiliary organizations or our affiliates um, are the Philos, um, and they are our friends, right? And so these are women who may or may not have a two-year degree or they might be aspiring to a four-year degree or just looking for an opportunity to connect. So Mm. when you think about education, it's not just kind of books, right, that you're looking at, but it's how are you taking things in from those around you, right? Where mm-hmm. we, we represent a number of uh, professions, academic backgrounds, and so really how do you life, how are you experiencing lifelong learning? And so I think that's the, the benefit of having educators found us, that you're rooted in something that says we want people's minds to be free from this construct, to be free from whatever it is and see who they can be in another um, context. And are b- both of you um, current or uh, have been educators? I call myself an educator. I'm not a formal educator in the sense that I did not get my teaching certificate and all mm-hmm. those things. Um, but working in higher education for, for a number of years, I kind of fell into doing some adjunct teaching. Mm-hmm. And I will call my work um, in consulting and I call that education. Mm. Um, I really am excited about adult learning, not just youth learning, but adult learners. Um, and we forget that, you know, some adults stopped going to school when they graduated in 12th grade, but it doesn't mean that you still don't develop. It doesn't mean that you still don't. And so, um, yeah. So do you um, um, tie in the the ideals of Sigma Gamma Rho into your um, educational landscape, I'll call it that? I would say yes. Not I would say, I am going to say yes. Mm -hmm. Um, Thinking about how to, particularly in the scholarship area, um, how to add something to either the academy mm-hmm. or to any of our conferences um, where we're talking about what does it mean to be part of an organization of women together in solidarity when we hear so many negative things about sororities. Yeah. Right? So how do we actually flip that and show people what the, the benefits of that it the benefits are and also what it takes you forward with networking. Mm. Can I add something to that? Yeah, yes, please do. When you said adding that to the educational landscaping, I also wanted to add that it gives us the opportunity to reiterate, reintroduce, and re-educate mm-hmm. what was. Yes. Because I think we're in a time now where some people are, are a little amiss to what it took 
to get to this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there are some people who, for lack of better terms, would seem ungrateful. Mm-hmm. So the experience and the exposure that we have as our founders or educators, mm-hmm. it allows us to step into that space where, again, we can re-educate, we can reiterate, and we can reintroduce this is how we got here. Let's not forget it yeah. because this is a key point. If you forget this, somewhere along the way, we'll get off track. Mm. So I just wanted to add that to what Ms. V said. That was really good. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was. And um, uh, one thing that I know that um, I o- always do before I start as speaking engagement is I tell folks, you know, I stand here on the shoulders of giants, mm-hmm. you know, uh, really paying homage to those that, that paved the way um, for for us to be in these situations. Um, so, Cashel, for yourself, um, you were also the president of the um, NPHC, which means that you have juggled multiple personalities um, and multiple sororities and fraternities. Um, so uh, for for yourself, when you uh, look at how you dealt with those different groups, uh, what role does sisterhood play within Sigma Gamma Rho and how is it cultivated? From my experience with NPHC? Yes. I'm going to try to sum it up in one word, and Mm -hmm. I'm going to say for me personally, it's appreciation. Mm. It's appreciation. So when you are in a, when you're on a platform like that and you're working with different organizations and you get to see a glimpse of how they operate, it makes me appreciate what I have that much more. Mm. Because when I step outside of my role or when I stepped down as of December, when I stepped down from my role as MPHC president, I was able to go back to my sisterhood and I was able to appreciate the fact that I was still being poured into. I was still being loved. I was still being encouraged. And even in my absence, I have people who are advocating for me. Mm. I have people who are you know, boosting me and I don't have to know about it. Right. So from my experience working with all of the different organizations, it has definitely given me another level of appreciation and love for my organization. Mm, and we're going to talk um, more about uh, your um, your organization and um, Sigma Gamma Rho and uh, your youth symposium um, on the other side of the break. But before I do that, um, I I do want to ask this uh, one question about social justice and equity. And how how does Sigma Gamma Rho um, address these issues uh, today, especially with them being so front facing? I would say, again, I I would not say I'm going to say, (laughs) right, that all of the Basically, all of the reasons organizations or our organization was founded is rooted in social justice Mm -hmm. and equity. And maybe then that wasn't the language, right? Um, But justice certainly was on the table, even though they might not have been framing it that way. And equity and justice are not the same. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But if you think about doing something like a youth youth symposium, right, creating um, access. I had someone share a story the other day about they went to an engineering conference and as a youth, but they were not interested in engineering and barely knew what it was, Mm -hmm. but got a camera at that event, and now they do photography. So it wasn't the engineering, right? They went there, they learned what engineering was, but they also want a camera at the same time. So if you think about what you're giving access to um, and providing, I think that's an important part of it Mm. um, as well. 
So you all do have this uh, youth symposium that's uh, coming up. That is Health is Wealth, Academics, Finances, and You, uh, which is going to be held Saturday, March 9th at Susquehanna Township from 9 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. So can you uh, uh, tell us about this youth symposium and why you all put it on? So the Youth Symposium is actually uh, our entire organization on the same day will be doing this across the country. Oh, We're wow. given a guide. We can decide what our theme is. But it's all under um, Project Reassurance and um, Healthy Choices and all of that wonderful stuff. And so Cashel, um and some other stores have actually been working um, with Kappa Alpha Psi at Susquehanna Township High School. Hey, I know those guys. <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> um, for the Guide Right program. Mm-hmm. And so although... Youth Symposium would happen, we thought it would be a wonderful idea to continue the partnership um, with the organization and bring those young people into this event um, as they continue to do the mentoring program and Mm. then open up to other youth. And so although it's something we do every year, we're kind of expanding it to have more of a reach um, with the folks we're partnering with and also who we're inviting to be a part of the day. So really looking forward to it. Um, we've been planning since December, November, December, mm. um, and looking forward to having a good day and a free event. This is a free day event. Oh, so then um, it, it, open to ages 12 and 8. It looks like um, dad is going to have an open a- afternoon. I will <laughs> drop off my kid. <laughs> but um, but in, um, uh, seriously here, though, uh, what specific topics uh, will the educational sessions cover mm-hmm. at this youth symposium? So this year we are going to be doing a little bit more of a focus on emotional wellness, understanding Mm. what's happening with young people, not just young people, but if we know the statistics around mental health, um, trauma, chronic stress um, for adults, I can only imagine what that's, you know, having on young people who may not know exactly how to manage that if adults sometimes don't know how to manage that. Right. So doing some things around that, um, some practical things, you know, having a wellness spotlight where we'll have someone come in and do some mindfulness practice. What does this look like mm. for young people? Um, we're also having another spotlight of a young entrepreneur group, uh, two some two sisters who sell lemonade. And so we're having them come in and talk about how did you decide to be young entrepreneurs? Mm. So who's to say another young person doesn't think their idea is amazing and then starts to put that in play. Right. And then of course, right. Uh, sessions on emotional wellness on how do you take this to your academics? And then how do you think as a young person around financial literacy, financial wellness, because it all plays a part in, um, your experience as a student, whether you are in high school, middle school, otherwise. And so thinking about, again, um, connecting young people to what life might look like later Mm -hmm. and that it's never too late to see who you can be or what you can do. Um, We're even doing a panel on... um, I need to stop saying um. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. (laughs) On pre- and post-high school opportunities. So Mm. if you think about... Working. Some folks are not necessarily college may not be their next step, but there are opportunities with different organizations, different folks who understand pipeline and and how you get people into things. And so hopefully all of this on that day would be um, an amazing addition to what Sora Long and Cap Alpha Psi have been doing with the Guide Right program. So, um, Kishab, can you tell us what what does it uh, take to put something like this together? Because you have a whole lot of working parts here. Again, whole lot of personalities. Uh, so what does it take to put something like this on together? Because you all have like three different organizations working to put this on, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so the first thing you are going to need is communication. Mm. Great 
communication, <laughs> effective communication, consistent communication, mm. commitment and dedication. And also the one thing that I would like to highlight about uh, Ms. Ricks, the chairperson, the current chairperson, is that the mission was never solely of just about our chapter mm-hmm. or her as the committee chair yeah. or the committee members in general. It was about the bigger picture. And the way this has been set up, the workflow of it, it has been if Miss Ricks decided I'm going to step down in her stepping down, it's a well-oiled machine. Mm. It can function by itself. Yeah. So it definitely takes a lot of consistent communication it takes a lot of consistency in general but then there's a piece of accountability you know and there's Mm. a piece of you know when you see somebody struggling you can say hey I have a little flexibility over here. Mm-hmm. Let me hop in and help you. So there's been a lot of that as, you know, Miss Ricks was putting this together. And uh, how does the symposium address the uh, holistic development of these young individuals, uh, whether it's physical, mental, or emotional? Ooh. Um, hmm. That is a very good question. I'll start by saying it addresses issues that kids don't feel free enough to speak about. Mm. So I, in our mentoring group, we have a few juniors and seniors who have expressed, I don't know where I'm going after this, mm. meaning high school. I don't know what this looks like for me. Yeah. So this program that is being put together, it allows their questions to be answered without them feeling like, I can't freely speak. Mm. And especially in their peer group, some of them are reluctant to say anything because they don't want to seem, they like to call it dumb or stupid or they don't want to seem like they have a plan. And if there is any young person listening, I'm just going to go off a little bit here. Mm -hmm. I'm going to venture to say that every five years you become a new person. Mm. So the current plan you have, it may not be the plan tomorrow. So... This program allows for them to see that. Mm. This program allows them to experience it. And it's one thing for me to say it as a mentor, but it's another thing for a group of people to say it. Mm. Every every five years, you're a new... Does that apply to adults as well? Yes. I would say for adults, it's every <laughs> seven years. And if you know our organization, you know, seven is a very significant number. Hmm. So we'll say the youth five years, adults, it's every seven. Yes. Really? Yes. Well, for all those people that knew me back in on 2017. <laughs> you don't know me now. You don't know me now. <laughs> but something, I would, if I can add to what um, Cashel said, and I wanted to mention it earlier, thinking about support um, and networking and role modeling that for young people, mm. um, especially if you're more introverted. Um, how do you make connections if you feel like you're not someone that's just going to walk up to someone and say, hey, I'm so-and-so. Yeah. So really role modeling and also letting young people know, I cry and it's actually healthy. Mm-hmm. So if you're being, right, there are things about your emotional well-being and your emotional health and your academic health and your financial health that folks are going to say to you. And it's important to have people in your sphere, people in your tribe that are going to be able to speak to that's that's a that's a falsity, right? That's mm. something that doesn't speak to your 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 growth, right? Your abundance. And so yeah. how do we help young people see there's more than what's right in front of you? 
Oh man, I keep on um telling telling my kids that they are so lucky that they're growing up now, that they're kids now, because like all the words, you you know, like all the words, all the strategies, you know, mindfulness, emotional wellness, financial literacy, like these aren't terms that were thrown around yeah. when we were younger. You know, we would get stuff like, ah, throw some dirt on it. <laughs> You'll be all right. You'll be fine. You know, right, right. You know, so um, so uh, uh finally, how can um how can folks register? How can they get more information on this if they're interested? If you are interested and on social media, you can certainly find us on Facebook and on Instagram. So it's Kappa Omicron Sigma uh, of Sigma Gamma Rho Sorority Incorporated. You can also, I'm scared to do this because I might get some weird stuff. <laughs> it's on other things. So I'm just going to go ahead and say you can also email ricksvenus at mm. gmail.com. Venus, just like the planet, just like the song, just like the goddess. You'd be surprised how many people ask me how to spell Venus. <laughs> um, so yes and also our website and then if you see any beautiful women in pearls royal blue or gold mm. you can ask them so it's also on electronically we have it on it's a jot form it's an electronic registration but we also will not turn you away if you come the day of mm. um, but we do have to actually get parent permission for those under 18 so if you're interested we definitely have to have your parents permission um what else did I miss anything? Me? 